everyone. My name is Chris, and I welcome you all to Today We Laughed and Learned, Episode 2. Hey, Deb, Yay. can you believe it? <laughs> I totally can't believe it. We have a nervous wreck, but, you know, after last week, uh, I think we can do it again. And I think we're just going to get better and better and better. I totally agree. There's definitely no way to get worse, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you know what the title of this episode is? I don't. <laughs> right, because you don't know, you haven't told me what this episode is about, so therefore I cannot put a title on it. Isn't that now, incredible? <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously have no clue as to what your topic is, so I'm really curious. So tell me about your week. How's your week going? Everything okay? Everything is good. I was excited about my topic, which I'm still not going to tell you what it is. Um, okay. So that was a fun way to, you know, spend my free time. And the other fun thing about my week is that tomorrow I'm having foot surgery. Woo! Yay, That's... foot surgery. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Deb. But you're no, going to no. feel better, right? Exactly. I will be a little bit out of commission for a few days, but then I will be back in action, everybody. So watch out. And you know what this means? What? That that whenever we get together, you have no excuse for being late now. Oh, but I, I have to do the other foot too before that can actually be a thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. Come on. My lateness is charming. <laughs> it, it, it's a quality. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so now before we begin, there are some apologies to our audience. Number one, if um, if you listen to the episode one, which I hope you have, please forgive the audio. Um, although I'm sure it's no better now, we're working on it. And please forgive us for our incessant nervous laughter because we're new at this, but uh, we're learning from our mistakes and we're going to work sure. on that. And we're mm -hmm. going to try very hard, you know, to get our story out without too much interruption. Now, number two um, is my editing skills if you listen to <laughs> again a work in progress <laughs> uh hopefully every week gets better and better and hopefully we get some topics that people enjoy and that's about it that's about it for business right now um i'm really excited to hear what deb's topic is i have no idea so deb take it away Oh my goodness. Oh, well, the time, the moment has come for me to reveal my topic for this, our second episode of Today We Laughed and Learned. Well, hopefully today we will both laugh and learn. I hope so. I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Come on, it's your first time. Do it. Oh, okay. 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 I can do this. I can do this. Okay. <laughs> Chris, today... Yeah. We are going to be talking about Ottawa. Ottawa! Yay! <laughs> now, if I'm so, not mistaken, Ottawa yes. is where you hail from. It's where I hail from, indeed. <laughs> now, were you born and raised there? I was born and raised there. I went to university there, and then I left. Um, so to be honest, the, like, there were things that I knew about Ottawa, obviously, but then there were so many things I didn't know. Um, and then when you, in our first episode presented the great molasses flood that happened in Boston, I thought, Hey, what if there was like a great molasses flood that happened in Ottawa? And I didn't even know about it. I mean, in Canada it would be like maple syrup, I guess, but you know what I'm saying? I thought, what that if like something, <laughs> which probably flows a little bit more, you know, liquidy, but anyway, probably. I was like, there are lots of things about Ottawa that I probably don't know, especially since I left so many years ago. Um, so it ended up being really fascinating. Um, so here's the thing, though. This is what we've talked about so many times that like five minutes into researching, I was already going down every rabbit hole known to mankind. I was getting completely overwhelmed by the history and the dates and the names. And then I was like, Deb. Ottawa is only like 155 years old, or Canada is only 155 years old. Like, how overwhelmed really? can you actually be right now? Yeah. <laughs> That's like Deb, a testament. Seriously? Yeah. Deb, seriously? I didn't know it was that young. <laughs> you see? I, we, we could just go home right now. I think I've already educated our audience. I mean, you. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I, I seriously had no idea Canada was that young. Thank you. Well, there you go. You see, I have been researching. <laughs> Yes. 
So I thought, Deb, please, like, you know, you cannot be overwhelmed. 155 years is not a big deal. I mean, what if you were from Jericho or Byblos or Plovdiv or Fayum or Susa? Okay. Is that English? <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's sort of. And you see, I was, again, just a few minutes into researching Ottawa, and I was already off on this tangent to find out what are the oldest cities in the world. So you understand how hard it is for me to stay focused, which is why we're doing this podcast, so that oh we're my. forced. Yeah, this does not bode well. So um, anyway, since I went off on that tangent, I should just, you know, go full circle. Um, so yes, those cities that I mentioned are actually the oldest continuously inhabited cities in the world, um, which I think is fascinating. Of course, has nothing to do with Ottawa. I promise I will circle back to Ottawa. But just since we're on the topic, um, what's it called? Jericho is in the Palestinian territories. Byblos is in Lebanon. Plovdiv is in Bulgaria. Fayum is in Egypt. And Susa is in Iran. Of course, there are lots of other older cities, but I just needed to get myself back from that tangent and, and back to Ottawa. Are you with me? I am. I, I, I feel way too educated right now. <laughs> this I is know. making my molasses flood look a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this actually wasn't a completely irrelevant tangent uh, because it brings me back to one of the things that I think is the most important thing to share about Ottawa and Canada in general. Uh, Ottawa may have been established as Bytown in 1826 and renamed Ottawa in 1855, but of course Ottawa and all of North America were inhabited by indigenous people since the beginning of time and long, long before European settlers, our ancestors, committed mass genocide and claimed the land and resources for themselves. Um, it's hard for me to talk about Ottawa without, you know, bringing all of this up and I hope it's interesting uh, for our listeners. Of course, the indigenous people had their very own organized systems of government, law, trade, and were in no way savages, as we were led to believe in our history books and through the media. Um, my reference here is bccampus.ca. So getting back to Ottawa specifically, and just to give people some context, Ottawa is just north of New York State, roughly halfway between Montreal, Quebec, and Toronto, Ontario. So Ages ago, specifically 10,000 years ago, there was a sea called the Champlain Sea that separated Canada from the States. And when it dried up 10,000 years ago, the Ottawa Valley area became inhabitable. Ottawa and Montreal are actually now situated in areas that were once covered by the sea. So my point is that Ottawa, as I said before, it was only established in 1855, um, but it was inhabited 10,000 years ago by indigenous people, even though it was only recognized by European colonialism, you know, 155 years ago or whatever it was. Right. Something that I want to point out that I just found unbelievably unbelievable, for lack of a better word, okay. is that, yeah, I might have to work on, you know, being a little bit more articulate. Thesaurus. Um, <laughs> So on Wikipedia, uh, actually the Wikipedia page called History of Ottawa, they refer to European colonialism, sorry, to the European colonialism of native Canadian lands as European exploration. Ah. So, yeah. So <laughs> as you know, Chris, I like to look things up, especially definitions. So I did a little bit of dictionary work. According right. to the Collins English Dictionary, colonialism is, and I quote, the practice by which a powerful country directly controls less powerful countries and uses their resources to increase its own power and wealth. The same really? dictionary. Yes. Isn't that fascinating? And, I, and, and so wrong, but okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whereas, according to the same dictionary, exploration is the investigation of unknown regions. So I think that these definitions are vastly different and that even today in 2022, it's tragic and a complete insult to our intelligence that sources of information do not call the establishment of North America by its real name, which is colonialism through genocide. I couldn't find the statistics on Canada alone, but according to CNN, European settlers killed... Are you ready for this? I, I didn't know this. I, I probably should okay. have, but I just... Wow. Um European settlers killed 56 million indigenous what? people. Yes, over 100 years in South Central and North America. So obviously I knew about colonialism. Obviously I knew that 
indigenous lands were taken by force by our European ancestors, but I didn't know the numbers. I mean, it, it, it didn't have to be millions for it to be tragic. You know, it's, it's tragic wow. even if it had only been a few. But I think it's really important for anybody who doesn't know this to really, really think about that. 56 million indigenous people over 100 years. I, um, that is, yeah. I, I'm floored. I mean, I, okay, yeah, my history is not so great, but it, it, I and I think know, it's, sorry, go on. I do know that obviously the Europeans came in and uh, they weren't very nice. I'll put it that way. But 56 million people, that is an unbelievable number. I, I'm it floored. Is. That's. I know. And I think the most tragic thing is that we, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to make excuses. There's no excuse, but we were not taught that in, in school. I mean, you and I went to school several years ago. Um, and so, and I'm still finding, as I said before, I'm looking up Wikipedia and they're calling it European exploration. Like even to this day, okay, let's say that in the 80s, for whatever reason, it was completely washed over. But even today, they're not calling it by its name. They're calling it European exploration, which is co totally different from colonialism, as I, you know, just uh, read the definition. So, yeah, this is that's why I said this was a really fascinating topic. Anyway, I didn't want to get too far off my topic of Ottawa, uh, so I didn't look too much into this. But according to CNN, I think you'll find this interesting too. When Europeans arrived in the Americas, they caused so much death and disease that it changed the global climate. What? So, well, yes. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't. I yeah. think I'm being stupid here. When you say climate, I'm thinking weather. <laughs> well, climate is the whole, you know ecosystem because I mean this is a, probably a whole other topic um, but yeah when you You're, when you fight the land and you don't live with the land it's it's pretty okay. obvious that you're going to cause an imbalance when you said climate I was thinking um, just like you know global warming but when you said mm -hmm. talking climate you're talking about the environment as a whole yeah yes okay. And, you know, I think that this podcast, I mean, I know that part of this podcast obviously is laughing, but, um, you know, there's nothing funny about these numbers. And I just, I'm so happy we're doing this podcast because I've said it before, and I think you'll agree, I'm, I'm happy to own my ignorance. Like if, you know, there are so many topics that I don't know about and um, I'm, you know, I'm going to try to learn about them and I'm going to have to own up to, you know, lots of things about our history that I didn't know. And I think that, I think that us sort of doing this podcast and getting our, um, our ignorance out there is, is a good thing. You know, we well, just, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you this. I do listen to other um, podcasts and mm -hmm. I will say that I feel like the generate, the, you know, the generation that is out there now at the, you know, voting age mm -hmm. and around um, that they're much more aware of yeah. all these, um, all the true history. And they, you, yeah, I don't even know how to explain it, but they just, I suppose, more. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to use. I don't want to say the wrong words here. Mm -hmm. um, but they're much more aware. Their eyes are much more open as to what's going on in the world, whether it's now or in the past. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, I'll be honest. And when I grew up in the '80s. We knew none mm -hmm. of this. The pilgrims came in. They had their Thanksgiving. Life went on. Yeah, exactly. And I really think that was intentional, but oh, to be honest. For sure. <laughs> um, for sure. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, you can say what you want or anybody can say what they want about the Internet. But I think that maybe this generation is more uh, aware than we were because um, the you know, people are, are, are researching this and they're getting this information out there. We're not just learning uh, what we're being taught in school. We certainly never talked about any of this stuff at home. Um, so, you know, like it makes sense. It was, you know, it was so easy for them to feed us the information they wanted us to have because they controlled the school system. And, and of course, you know, TV and movies and, you know, the Indigenous people were always presented uh, as savages that needed to be yep. civilized. And I, I can't think of anything less civilized than slaughtering 56 million people. Um, so I think that, you know, people are, uh, a lot of people are shedding light on, on all of this. 
and uh, and then the internet just helps get the information out there. So I, I'm sure lots of studies have been going on, have happened, you know, have taken place about why the younger generation is more informed. But I'm pretty sure those are two sort of significant factors. I couldn't so. agree more. <laughs> All right. So today we've already learned. Um, let's keep going. So let me just figure out. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I was talking about um, the global climate. Anyway, yep. I just wanted to give some context, which, of course, is the history of all of the Americas, not just uh, Canada or Ottawa. Um, so I'm just going to zero back in on Ottawa. But I really just wanted to you know, preface the whole thing uh, by talking about the, the indigenous uh, genocide. Um, so Ottawa is the capital of Canada. Did you know that? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you do. <laughs> I, I almost okay. said yes. I almost did exactly. I almost did exactly why we were doing this podcast. I was going to say yes. Yeah. But I felt it needed to be truthful. Uh, if we were out somewhere and someone said that to me, I would just nod and say yes, and pretend exactly. that I knew, and then say, but. I'm like, no, I'm going to be honest. I had no idea. I thought it yeah. would go back. So, well, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, like we said be honest. But let's not be too honest. <laughs> okay. Okay. Content. No, listen. The real problem yeah. would have been if I didn't know Ottawa's the capital. <laughs> Boom. There you go. There you go. There you go. I'm here <laughs> to save you. No, I'm kidding. So, um... Quebec is a province, and there is also the city of Quebec, which is in the province of Quebec. But anyway, I don't want to get too far off track, uh -huh. but just, yeah, okay. We might need to have some, some private lessons after this. <laughs> I, I think you need to move on. We're good. Okay, I think that's a very, very good idea. Okay, so Ottawa is the capital of Canada. And it has a million inhabitants, but it's on the border of Ontario and Quebec. Chris, Ontario and Quebec are provinces. Okay, stay with me. Uh -huh. yeah. um, so the national capital region actually includes Gatineau, which is a city that is connected to Ottawa on the Quebec side. All right, so Ottawa's right on the Quebec-Ontario border, and Gatineau's right on the Quebec side. So the entire population of the national capital region has a sorry, is about 1.5 million people. So one of the things I was curious about was why Canada, or sorry, Ottawa was chosen as the capital of Canada, which apparently you're interested in too. <laughs> so. Please tell me. Okay, well, yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> so according to the Parliament of Canada website and Wikipedia, Ottawa was chosen as the capital of what was then called the United Canadas in 1857 by Queen Victoria. It was chosen because it was roughly midway between Toronto, which was the main city of Canada West or Upper Canada, it was called both, and Montreal, which was the main city of Canada East or Lower Canada. It was situated, as I said, right on the border between uh, of Ontario and Quebec, and according to this website, far enough away from the American border to be safe from attacks. So, I'm, yeah, I don't, I didn't even want to go down that rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. I just, yeah, I, I'm not sure what the, those attacks were all about. But I, anyway, moving along. So it was also it was a good city. <laughs> It was also a good city because it had access to water transportation all year round via the Ottawa River and the Rideau Waterway, as well as a railway system, which were all essential for trade and timber trade in particular. But for me, <laughs> I want you to pay attention. For me, the number one most compelling reason for Ottawa being chosen oh, <laughs> as the capital of Canada was this. Ottawa's small size would make it less prone to rampaging, politically motivated mobs. Wow. Chris, can you actually imagine mobs mob of, of rampaging Canadians? Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> they, Out of my be, way, please. Yes, I'm so sorry. Were you rampaging here? Because I can go rampage somewhere else. Like, I just don't want to <laughs> intrude on your rampaging space. <laughs> Oh my god, I thought wow. that was hilarious. That is yeah. funny. To be honest though, actually after these truckers protests that actually have just taken place over the last few weeks, it might be easier to envision this kind of mob scene, but yeah, I certainly cannot imagine rampaging mobs of Canadians in 1857. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, see it, to be honest, <laughs> I know it's like <laughs> see it to believe it. I guess. Yeah, All right, a touch of interest. So, yeah, for sure. So, which brings me to my next inquiry regarding Canadians. Um, but not about Ottawa necessarily, but I, I had to Google it. So I googled, "Why are Canadians so polite?" <laughs> that <laughs> I need fir- to know. That I need to know. I hope that I will be able to provide some answers. I, it took me a while to find an answer that I could actually, you know, <laughs> sit with. So. The answer that came up, the first answer that came up was this on, sorry, the first answer that came up on Cora.com was, we got it from Queen Victoria, who was like a grandmother figure. Chris, I'm not sure about your grandmother, but my grandmother definitely didn't show her politeness by wiping out entire generations of Indigenous (laughs) people to expand her power. I'm just saying, I mean, she might have been an anomaly. But what a story if she did. Yeah. And, and. That being considered polite. So I'm like, no, I think I'm going to move on to a better explanation because I don't think I liked Queen Victoria very much. Um, (laughs) So I kept looking for better answers and I found an article on the BBC website where Canadian journalist and author Michael Valpy said that he has actually apologized to a tree that he walked into. Um, (laughs) I I have done that. I'm not joking. It's a reflex. Yes. I... In fact, this uh, holiday season, I was in the store, and I don't know what's going on, but several times I would see a person from the corner of my eyes, and I apologized because I bumped into him. Every single time was a mannequin. Oh, no! <laughs> but you're not Canadian. I know. I know. Must be the friends I keep. I was going to say, it must be all those years of hanging out. I remember <laughs> vividly, I mean, this was years ago, not that I'm old or anything, of course. Um, I know. My brother was helping me move furniture down a flight of stairs. And he's like, who are you saying sorry to? Who? Like the wall? And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh, boy. And I want you to tell the story about the oh, neighbor. Dear. The neighbor. You had uh, a neighbor. Okay. And that neighbor, like some teenage kids or something, decided they were going to rob their house. What? Wait, I am completely blanking right now. Did I tell you this story? Yes. It was probably a lie. No, I'm well, just kidding. Let me tell your lie then from what I remember the story being. Is oh, my God. One of your neighbors, uh-huh. some teenagers had broken into the house. Well, they came home while they were stealing things. Uh-huh. And instead of calling the police, they sat them down on the couch for an hour and a half lecturing them as to where their life was going. Now, I don't know if this is a lie or not, but you sat there. I remember you telling me over coffee one day this whole story and us laughing over it. So maybe you lied to me. Okay, that, uh, it might be my anxiety over my surgery tomorrow, but that rings zero bells. Although I, <laughs> I can definitely imagine a conversation like that taking place in Canada. I, I guarantee you when this podcast ends, you're going to hit yourself and then go, oh my God, of course. Remember that. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, it, it might have been a lie, but it, it very close to the truth. <laughs> no. What it am I saying? I don't one. lie. I know, right? <laughs> I get very inspired when I lie. I think that's you important. Know how many people have told that story to? <laughs> oh, God. Do you reference me? Jesus. Yes. Oh, God damn. God damn. Anyway, I, need, I think we should move along. <laughs> move along from evidently this lying Canadian. Yeah. Polite, <laughs> tell me. polite, but lying. A little more on the Queen Victoria side, if you ask me. But go on. <laughs> she might be a more, a more with a closer ancestor than I thought. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, Valpy, the guy who apologizes to trees, and I'm not, you know, shaming him because I've done that, goes mm-hmm. on to say he thinks Canadian politeness and humility stem from an inferiority complex. <gasps> yes, he says, mm. and I quote. They stem from inferiority and an awkward awareness that our clothes don't fit properly and we always have bad haircuts and really don't do anything great. Well, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I hope, I mean, I do not like that. I hope the tree like bumps him back. I didn't like that assessment. I have a perfect haircut. Okay. <laughs> Who thought you'd side with Queen Victoria? <laughs> Okay, wow. This is this is not going how I planned, but I'm just going to keep keep talking. So, to be honest, I think there might be some truth to the inferiority thing. Um I won't go with the clothes and the hair and stuff, yeah. but you know, I mean, 
so many people consider Canada part of America that you guys might feel a little. Oh, like people talk about it. Americas and they, there's so many people that think Canada. I, I happen to know it's a separate country. <laughs> but a lot of people put North America. They say, oh, America, you know, and they point to the whole thing. Like, I know. That's Canada. I know. I remember I when I was living in England, um, somebody, you know, heard my accent. And she's like, oh, what state are you from? I'm like, it's the, the big one, you know, the big one on top. Exactly. It's sort of bigger than the all the other ones put together. <laughs> anyway, I was a bit of an asshole. But anyway, no, no. so listen, I do think there's a bit of truth to that, but I still didn't like the answer. So you know how, no. you know, it's it's an amazing thing when you research to just keep going until you find the answers that you like. That Isn't you that want. Amazing thing? <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, that'll do. <laughs> there yep. are a hundred other articles, you know, dis, uh, whatever, disagree with that. But this is the one I like. So that's what, the one I'm going to keep. Okay. So, um, so hang on. I'm just trying to find, so I'm trying to find the article. So the, the same article, um, Montreal based writer, Teres Gresco said that Canadian niceness is born out of necessity. And I'm like, okay, I can get on board with this. Let me hear more. Better. Mm-hmm. He says, we're a small group of people spread across the second largest national territory in the world. We've always known that in order to survive or just stay sane, we had to look out for one another. And I think he might have a point, actually, especially, you know, in the winter months when it's so cold. Uh, I kind of like that. It was very non-Queen Victoria for me. <laughs> I, I not only think it's non-Queen Victoria, I agree with it. I think that yes. makes the most sense. because I think so, too. I like it. I thought that, yeah sort of that sense of community that you're going to yeah exactly that's kind of how I feel when I when I do go back so now that we've established that Ottawa was inhabited by indigenous people 10,000 years ago but the history books of course are only interested in when the explorers (laughs) named it exactly um and we've established that there used to be a real threat of rampaging Canadians even though Canadians are now known to apologize to trees well maybe they would rampage and then apologize for it I think there's something to be said for that. Thinking. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> It's cute, though. That's nice. It that's, is. That's, that's right. We are cute. <laughs> yes. Anyway, moving along. There is something that I want to share with you that kind of broke my little heart. Oh, no. Yeah. Chris, if you Google Ottawa right now, the first question that comes up, which is fair enough, you can't? No. Okay, don't. The first question that comes up on Quora, which is fair enough, is do they speak English in Ottawa? Fine. Yes, apparently, um, this, I, from what I remember, something like 65% of the population speaks English and 35% speaks French. But there's a huge bilingual um, population because of its, you know, the capital, the government town, so a lot of people speak French. But the second question, and I'm not joking, the second question was, is Ottawa a boring city? Oh, I see it. <gasps> you googled it yeah it's a, so it's you a can... second question is Ottawa a boring city Aww. isn't that tragic and that's I was terrible like, why I mean like I said to be pardon? fair to be yeah. fair the fourth question is is Ottawa a fun place to live you see that just throws a wrench into where I'm going with this though so oh. I, <laughs> I didn't tell you what the answer was oh, <laughs> oh my god so I was shocked. I was like, there's no way that is the second question. But any, any, of course, I needed to look into this because I was like, you know, all my back was up. And I was like, what? Ottawa? No way. Because like I said, I left, uh, I was born there. I lived there until my early 20s. Uh, but Ottawa always seemed like the perfect city to me. There's like tons of green space, lots of water. Downtown was safe, but still had nightlife. And I mean, really, you know, how many bars do you need to get drunk in? I mean, Right. I'm fine with one. But anyway, I was a student. Okay, I'm just <laughs> just pointing that out. And the great thing was that when the bars closed at 1 a.m. in Ontario, we would just walk over the bridge to Hull on the Quebec side and keep drinking until 3 because it was legal. Bonus. What's boring, what's boring about that? Right? Well, what was the answer? Is it a boring city? Uh-huh. Um, it was that... It used to be, but uh, it has come a long way. I don't even think it used to be. But anyway, let me just finish um, what I looked up here. So I was really curious to figure out why it was baptized a boring city. So Mm -hmm. true to our podcast, of course, I looked it up. And of course, I always zero in on the most outrageous answer, which was this. 
<laughs> I found this on cubetoronto.com. The answer to the question, why is life in Ottawa so boring, was this. <laughs> because it's a government city. A lot of people work for the government getting paid very well for jobs where you don't do much. It strips people of their sense of purpose. They go out and have conceited, uptake gossip about their co-workers. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was like, are you serious? This seems like a huge generalization to me. I mean, and it doesn't it also depend very on... opinionated, quite honestly. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, you're like brandishing the whole... <laughs> That's but then I thought, wait a second, doesn't this depend on your definition of boring? I mean, a lot of people exactly. might find colleague bashing fascinating. I mean, I hear it's, you know, going up as uh, in its own category for the next Olympics, <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> and the That's good thing right. is that it's, you know, both a winter and a summer sport. So there you go. There you go. No. <laughs> anyway, so to be fair, yes, Ottawa is a government town. But according to innovationsoftheworld.com, it is also, and I quote, a thriving and internationally recognized global tech hub anchored Ooh. by multinational giants, homegrown successes, and high-growth startups and scale-ups with top talent. Ottawa is a center of business growth within the domestic and global economy, and that Ottawa's rate of business growth eclipses many North American cities and its unemployment rates continue to, sorry, be the lowest in Canada. Um, so yeah, and I, I actually the suburb that I grew up in, which was Canada, is a, a very high tech area. So I, I can vouch for this. This is <laughs> true information. So anyway, I read the rest of the article and apparently, I, I need your attention here. Apparently, Ottawa is a center of expertise in disruptive technologies, which when you think about it, really ties in with the whole rampaging mobs of Canadian uh things. Exactly where my mind went. <laughs> I don't. I'm earning a whole new respect for Ottawa and Canada. We are yeah. way more badass I, than I thought. I, I am impressed. I know, right? <laughs> so anyway, I definitely beg to differ about Ottawa being boring. But hey, you know that's just my personal experience. I kept searching though, and apparently, a website called Smarter Travel ranked Ottawa one of the nine most boring cities in the world in 2020. Wow. <laughs> But no. to be fair, that was 2020. Nothing was exciting in 2020. 2020, yeah. we're all stuck in our houses. Of course it was boring. I know, but why did they have to, like, make an example of Ottawa? <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, anywho. Again, depends on your idea of boring. I guess so. According to Smarter Travel, uh, a local columnist once called Ottawa Coma City and the city that fun <laughs> forgot. And I think, no, not funny. Not funny, my friend. I, I am picturing a, the state motto. <laughs> the, the city, city that, that fun, fun forgot. forgot. Oh, my God. I think that if he can call Ottawa that, I, he, I think he's a total poo-poo head. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Apparently, though, this is another thing. The inaugural Boring Awards held in Toronto in 2021 <laughs> voted Ottawa. I know it's. It is just getting worse. Voted Ottawa the most boring city in Canada. But Chris, I, this is what I'm thinking. If Toronto is holding most boring awards, shouldn't that like automatically put Toronto up there with Ottawa as the most boring city in Canada? In Canada? No? No, because they're right? the ones hosting the Bueller? awards. <laughs> they're the ones hosting Damn the awards. So Damn that you. makes it exciting. I'm sorry. You are from the city that fun forgot. Can you imagine these boring awards? Don't you just that, imagine everybody at those boring awards just, like just reclining and like sleeping? <laughs> I, I, I am just fascinated. I want a whole expose on this boring award. You see? No? So it is an interesting topic that I chose, isn't it? It's very interesting. I am okay, stunned over about 98%. No, I think it's fascinating. <laughs> I know. I, I am well, I hope our listener will find it fascinating too. <laughs> That'll be so, so great. Of course, I read the whole article. I know. I don't know um, about Ottawa being boring. Certainly not in my opinion, but this I found fascinating in the article. Apparently, the article was about a whole bunch of different boring things. And guess what the most boring job is? Oh, gosh. What is it? Not in Ottawa oh, in no. general. Wait. Oh, Frozen I said, oh, okay. tester. <laughs> what? I'm sorry? 
do I want to know what you were thinking? Or sh- um, yeah, frozen pea tester. I was which, going, you know, I, first I went to the vegetable. Then from the vegetable, I went to the, bio, you know, the biological one. Then I went back to the vegetable. And should I stay, stick with stay the on the vegetable? Because we are not, we, I don't, you know, you see now the biological pea, can that even freeze? Like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, don't send me on a rabbit hole here, please. I would think that it would not freeze solid. But maybe well, at a what would it freeze? It molasses. Well, <laughs> molasses does not freeze solid. So I'm thinking that it would always have it would have some sort of slush factor to it. <laughs> okay, and then and, <laughs> and then I think I go down rabbit holes and get distracted. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is why we it's perfect that we're what? doing this together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So frozen pee testing, but we'll move along. So. Okay. Just for the record, I totally disagree that Ottawa is boring. <laughs> it was a perfect I, place sorry. to grow wait, up wait, and wait, 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 is still. Excuse oh, me. Boy. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Huh. Back it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't want you to go down a rabbit hole, but for the love of God, what does the frozen pea tester do? <laughs> well, does apart it, do from they testing just frozen test? peas. But what do you mean test them? The do thing. they get solid? So I actually did look this up because this is, you know, the spirit of this podcast. They test the temperature of the frozen peas on the production line. How frozen are you, pea? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And they call that boring. Like, who the hell is making these decisions? Wow. I don't know if I would call it the most boring job in the world because, I mean, imagine that thermometer goes up a degree or two i mean pure chaos ensues but true wow um okay i had visions i had visions of them testing them with their tongue you know how when you stick your tongue on something (laughs) frozen yeah so that made it much more interesting for me but i don't know if they really do that and i just i don't want to you know impose uh, how i would test peas on them right and (laughs) you know yeah we everybody you know more power to you you know everyone needs to work everyone should work and should be proud of what you do and if you are a frozen pea tester excellent excellent i think we should i think this deserves a round of applause i think so okay come on (laughs) okay i had a pet in my hand (laughs) yeah a pet i I heard a pet okay oh no anyway no let's just not go down there so I think Ottawa was a perfect place to grow up and it's still an amazing place to visit because I do visit, well, every year I visited until the pandemic. God willing, I'll get home this year. Uh, Downtown is walkable and quaint and full of cool restaurants, cafes and bars. The Rideau Canal is actually a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's filled with boats in the summer and freezes over in the winter and it becomes, Chris, the longest skating rink in the world. Not Not just Canada, the world. Wow. Yeah. I remember, actually, my sister. I know. You see? Wow. I I am not being paid to educate you, Chris. Wow. (laughs) I have learned so much today. Thank you. That's what I think. Ottawa's on my next, uh, you know, road trip. So there you go. That's it. Right. Yes. Yes. I thank you. Well, I hope that I am, um, you know, I hope if we have more than one listener, I will <laughs> I will spark a raging, a rampaging crowd of tourists <laughs> in Ottawa. So, uh what was I just <laughs> I was just saying, right, about the Rideau Canal. I remember my sister, um cuz my whole family still lives there, used to actually drive and park somewhere along the canal in the morning. She would put on her skates and skate down to downhill, uh, downhill, skate down to downtown because that's where she worked. Like she actually used the canal as a mode of transportation. Isn't that amazing? Imagine skating to oh, work every day. Fun. Like you think that's, I know. Fun. I, fun. Honestly, I think that's it's amazing. Fun. It is. That there I, you go. I, Yay. How fun. I mean, I'm, I like really want to go ice skating over there. <laughs> I know. Okay, well, then we'll have to go in the winter because I always go in the summer. But anyway, I digress. So another interesting fact. Ottawa, interesting and painful. Mm-hmm. Ottawa is the seventh coldest capital in the world after the capitals of Mongolia, Kazakhstan, Russia, Finland, Iceland, and Estonia. It's cold. 
Okay. I know. So I don't want to put a you know a damper on your canal skating thing. But listen here, listen to the next part, and I think I'll 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 bring you back. Even though okay. it's super cold in the winter, it doesn't shut down at all. There are as many outdoor activities to do and festivals to attend in the winter as there are in the summer. Actually, there are lots of interesting things about Ottawa. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was totally reading that. I guess you could probably tell. Um, so yeah, so it's like, it's Ottawa is actually known for having four distinct seasons. Um, and they, you know, sort of make the best of every season. So even in the winter, don't imagine any people being like locked up in their houses. They're out uh, doing, they're out doing various activities. Um, so so I just wanted to give you some insight into a nice Ottawa winter, but here are some more fun facts about Ottawa. The Parliament buildings were almost entirely destroyed by a fire in 1916 due to, get this, a fire that started in a waste paper basket. Oh! Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. God damn those waste paper baskets. Apparently the buildings were made almost entirely of wood, but get this, the parliamentary library survived because and i quote a quick thinking librarian shut the iron fire door but stay with me on this chris they had uh -huh. the foresight to build an iron fire door for the <laughs> library but they thought it was a good idea to make everything else out of wood like <laughs> well yeah okay. well to be fair i i mean i have it's oh. been a while since I've been to Canada, but I picture a lot of trees, a lot of resources to build things. I, it's true. And Ottawa, actually, I learned it was a huge timber um, hub, but I right. just, I'm just wondering. You had the railway you know, for that. And the Ottawa River and the Rideau see? Waterway. You see, you see, you've already learned. That's amazing. I, so, I haven't, I've learned what? so much. I have learned mm -hmm. so much Yay. today. Yay. I'm so happy that I could be a part of your learning, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so Ottawa's the capital, you say. <laughs> okay, is that all is that all you've <laughs> taken from this? I poured my heart and soul into researching Ottawa. Oh, oh no, okay, I want to know if there's I, a frozen pea factory over there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. I think that would be riveting because I learned in your podcast what a rivet is. That's right. <laughs> okay, listen, because I know you. Yeah, you, there you go. Because I know you, this next part, you are going mm -hmm. to love. Seriously. More? Okay, listen. Okay. There's more. Not much. Don't worry. <laughs> Another really fascinating thing for me was that furniture that was destined for the Chateau Laurier Hotel in 1912 sank on the Titanic. <gasps> that you is see, history. I knew you would love that. That is, doesn't that just like give some grit? It does. Like I just it does. seriously, I know. It brings the whole And world I know together. you love stuff like that. I do. Exactly. I just, you know, I'll I, take You see what I've taken from the podcast, yes? <laughs> I know. It's saying some stuff sank on the Titanic, and I'm pretty sure it was the capital of Canada. But whatever, the Titanic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so there here's the story. There was room on the door. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, Charles M. Hayes was the visionary behind the beautiful Chateau Laurier, which is still um, a, an amazing hotel in downtown Ottawa. We used to. You guys have proms I think we used to call them grads I think they call them proms in Canada now too but I'm not sure but anyway we used to have our, our grads at this incredible hotel so mm -hmm. Charles M. Hayes was um, uh, the visionary behind the, the, the Chateau Laurier which was named after the Prime Minister of Canada at the time who was Sir Wilfrid Laurier by the way we have Prime Ministers and not Presidents anyway um, so Hayes went to London and ordered three crates of dining room furniture for the hotel and boarded the Titanic with his wife, son-in-law, and secretary, and the furniture. Oh. Then, when the Titanic... Yeah. <laughs> when the Titanic hit the iceberg on April 14th, 1912, he helped his wife onto a lifeboat and stayed aboard, hoping that the ship wouldn't sink and that he would be reunited with his wife. Sadly, both Hayes and the furniture sank with the ship, which is actually pretty tragic. Um, but that's not only, that's not the only sort of fascinating story about the Titanic. Hayes had also commissioned, um, 
Paul Chevre from France to sculpt a bust of Sir Wilfrid Laurier for the entranceway of the hotel. For some reason, Chevre uh, decided to put the bust on another ship and then to travel himself on the Titanic. When ah! the Titanic started to sink, I know, I know, I know. When the Titanic started to sink, he got on one of the lifeboats and survived. But listen, <gasps> he never recovered from the trauma of what happened and died two years later, feeling the shame of one of the few, uh, feeling shame as being one of the few men who had survived. Isn't that incredible? Survivor's guilt. Oh, that's so sad. Survivor, and particularly men, because I think that the, let's say the protocol was, you know, women and children. So he probably right. felt like a, a douche. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but the bust is still there in the entranceway. It, it made it, obviously. Um, it's still I, there in the entranceway of the Chateau Laurier. Okay, I have a... Um, I'm now going to give you homework. Oh the next boy. time you go over to Ottawa, you're going to take a picture of that bust. You're going over to the hotel. You <laughs> will take a picture of the river, the, mm -hmm. the one that freezes over so people can go ice skating. It's a goddamn canal, but yes, okay, I will. Or, or, or canal. And <laughs> it's not a canal. And I want. Oh, and anyway, sorry, I know sorry, what yes. I want. I the know bust, what I the want. Canal. You to stand, and I want you to stand. You know, welcome to Ottawa. You know those signs because I'm sure you have one. Oh my god! Don't you add a, a if I'm able to stand after my surgery tomorrow. Not tomorrow when you go to Ottawa. <laughs> I want you to hold up a piece I of know. poster board. And it says the city that fun forgotten. I want you to hold it next to the welcome. To <laughs> I will never whore. Uh, whore. You'll never Sorry. whore. Good for I will, you. I will. <laughs> actually, I might Just whore. I will never hold. <sighs> okay, but I might have to you rampage have to. a little bit after that. I'm not sure. <laughs> look angry. Look so. angry while you're holding it. I, okay. Yeah. I'll look. Um, I'll look. Uh, like, like sarcastic, like, hmm, yeah. Okay. Fuck you, asshole. Sorry, I just <laughs> the whole boring thing really, really got me up in arms. So I know. You have hope. <laughs> apparently, guests mm -hmm. and staff um have not seen the ghost of Hayes, but they no. say that it still haunts. The hotel. I know you love this stuff. He uh -huh. has. Uh, he, they, they say that it still haunts the hotel because he never got to see the grand opening of this incredible vision, and it truly is an amazing hotel. Staff have witnessed furniture rearranging itself and objects being thrown about, and of course, strange noises. Isn't that <gasps> cool? Oh, I now I want to go. <laughs> I well, know. Now when, uh, I know. Do you think it's him or now? Is it Laureate? Because he died on the Titanic, right? Because the wife oh, made okay. it, but he died, Here's, right? Okay. okay, I just need... Shh, just, I need you to Did I misunderstand? Laurier was the prime minister. Right, but didn't okay. he stay on the Titanic? Laurier never got on the Titanic. So, no, no, it, I get it. Hayes was the visionary for the hotel that was named after the prime minister. He died on the Titanic. And the guy who sculpted the bust of the prime minister survived the titanic but then died of shame what was his name chevre oh okay oh, okay i yeah. got it now no it's sorry, sorry. it's you. a lot of names and to be honest yeah. kudos for keeping up with all of this because it's a lot of information <laughs> a lot of boring information <laughs> i want to know who i'm going to go see when i get to that hotel i want to see him rearranging that furniture yeah that's uh that's hayes he was hayes, kick -ass okay. for sure all right, so I have one more tidbit of information for you about Ottawa. All right. You can stay in a hostel that was formerly the Carleton County Jail. Ooh. I know. I totally want to do that. I didn't even know that, obviously. I'm the worst Canadian too. ever. Nope. I know. Listen, you can okay. sleep Okay, homework number four. Go I know. hostel. I know. No, you are coming with me. I'm okay. coming to Boston. I need to see that plaque where the molasses flood was, and you need <laughs> yep. to see the canal. Um, so listen, apparently you can sleep in a former jail cell, and they still have areas set up as they were when prisoners occupied the jail, like death row and the gallows. Oh, how fun. I know. I love and it's it. It's amazing. I know. Uh, just to give some references, I got that from the highhostels.com website and all the stuff about the Titanic I got from the ottawarewind.com website. So you see 
Isn't Ottawa interesting? It is fascinating. I, I am, know. I super duper really want to go. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I do. You did a great job. Oh, thank you. Wow. I feel, I feel like it was, yeah, I hope I did justice. Was, are you kidding? <laughs> I think you did fantastic. Now I have thank to go. You. Now I need to go uh, erase mine because yours came out so much better. Stop it. No. <laughs> and look, to be honest, and I hope our listeners are, are listening, we, when we started this, we really just wanted to learn a couple more things than we knew yesterday. And the beauty of it, Chris, I think you'll agree, is that we end up learning so much more than we bargained for, but in a fun way, not in an overwhelming way, because that was our whole issue, right? Right. Yeah. And the other part was I didn't want to know what you were talking about because, or yeah. you to know what I was talking about, so that then we would listen and we would actually learn about it. Because if I looked it up ahead of time. Yeah. I wouldn't focus, but you th came up yeah. with some fantastic. I love it, love it, love. I think you thank did a you. fabulous job. I don't know. Thank you. We <laughs> found you went down just the right rabbit holes. Okay. <laughs> if nobody's been, to, if you haven't been to Ottawa, I bet you want to go now. I mean, okay, I know I, yay. I, knew, <laughs> I hope so. I said well, it in the introduction. I knew nothing about Ottawa, and now I know it's. I'm sorry, but it's a city of fun. Yay! <laughs> it's the city that fun remembered. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> I have no idea what you're going to be talking about next week, so I'm very, very excited. And I think we should wrap this up because you have some preparing to do, Missy. <laughs> I do have, and you do too, as you are heading off to surgery tomorrow, and I want you to relax a little bit, and I want you to Thank heal you. and feel better. Thank you and very uh, much. Yes, I and will. And as we but, speak, we'll get mm -hmm. this out there to everybody, so this will be fun. This will be so fun. And I think, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. No. I was just going to say that today we laughed. And learned all about Ottawa. That's right. This was a good but one. All right. We do so. want everybody to check us out on Facebook at Today We Laughed and Learned. That's right. Or and Instagram. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, at Today We Laughed and Learned. Yeah. And if anybody feels so inclined to drop us a line, uh, you can do it to todaywelaugh at gmail.com. That's right. And as soon as we have our website up and running, we will let you know. And we really want to thank you. We really, really appreciate you tuning in and supporting this very novice but super fun and exciting effort. I had a great time, Deb. And Me I can't too, wait to Chris. talk to you next week. It's always right. good talking to you. Take care. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.